Coming up on today's episode of Sports Talk from the Crib, we are recapping NFL Week 12 in the NFL. Going to give you the overreaction Monday segment, and we're going to talk a little college football. Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines with a huge win over the Ohio State Buckeyes, where that places them in the playoff, and if they still got it, Jim Harbaugh, all that and more coming up. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. Hope everybody enjoyed their Thanksgiving, had a nice Thanksgiving weekend. I sure did. It's good to be off and this kind of relaxing, spending time with family. And so I hope everybody enjoy themselves. When we are back to business here, Sports Talk from the Crib. We had a we got some good stuff to talk about today. Uh NFL, we're gonna get into the college football. You know, Jim Harbaugh with that big win. We got Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma. Bolton for USC. So that's a good thing we're going to be talking about here. And But first, you know, let's get into the recap of NFL Week 12. The Bengals took care of the Steelers, just annihilated them, destroyed them by a final 41-10. You know, that's the second time they have the Steelers number now. Joe Mixon led the way with 165 rushing yards and two TDs for the Bengals, and it was a blowout not even close from opening kickoff. Bengals making noise again in the AFC North as it's a tight race. Buccaneers survive against the Colts 38-31. Leonard Fournette, 100 rushing yards, three TDs, and they also added a receiving touchdown for a grand total of four TDs on the day as they came back from a halftime deficit to beat the Indianapolis Colts on the road. The New England Patriots continue their five-game win streak. They're playing some damn good football. They beat the Titans 36-13. Mac Jones, 310 yards and two touchdowns. The Dolphins took care of the Panthers by a final of 33-10. Tua is looking pretty efficient here lately. He was 27-31 of on the day with 230 yards, a touchdown. His bay, uh, his his buddy, his bay, his buddy Jalen Waddle, 137 receiving touch or receiving yards, and a touchdown to help him out. And Cam Newton actually got benched in the second half because he was five of 21, 92 yards and two interceptions. Miami's defense was all over the place as they come away with a big victory. They now improve the five and the seven. They're on a big time win streak. Giants defeat the Eagles 13 to seven. It was just ugly. You thought the Eagles were going to make some noise, catch up, playing good football lately. Then they absolutely stunk yesterday. Jalen Hurts, 129 passing yards, zero touchdowns, three interceptions. And that tells you the story of that game. Falcons defeat the Jaguars 21-14. Cordero Patterson, 108 rushing yards, two touchdowns on the day for the Falcons as they have a big victory. Jets defeat the Texans 21-14, and I, Zach Wilson returned, and I don't really have any stats for you because that game was just bad. It's the Jets and Texans, but Zach Wilson did return. He had an interception thrown off the backside of the guy at uh, uh, his own teammate, and that's how he threw a pick. It was just hilarious, and this is bad offense. Broncos take care of the Chargers 28-13. Teddy Bridgewater had a passing and a rushing touchdown on the day. Justin Herbert... 303 yards, two TDs, but yeah, that 
two interceptions. Patrick Sertan, the rookie, picked him off twice, including one for a pick six. And the Broncos take care of business again as they defeat the Chargers. The 49ers beat the Vikings 34-26. Elijah Mitchell on the ground, 133 rushing yards and a touchdown. Kirk Cousins for the Vikings, 238 passing yards and two TDs. That's the Niners with a big 34-26. It was another wild one. And big finish. Curling Kirk Cousins lining up behind the guard instead of the center on our crucial fourth and goal. And they could not convert. Um, the Packers defeat the Rams 36-28. to Aaron Rodgers, 307 yards, two TDs. Matthew Stafford had 302 yards, three TDs and a pick. Including a big bomb to OBJ as he got his first touchdown in the Ram uniform. Ravens defeat the Browns 16-10 on Sunday night football. And boy, was it ugly. Horrible. Turnovers. Bad offense. Lamar Jackson even had four interceptions. But when you got Justin Tucker as your kicker to rely on, hey, you still got the W because the Cleveland Browns are, well, still the Cleveland Browns. And that's it. That is your Sunday's game recap in Week 12. You know, remember, we had three Thanksgiving Day games. Cowboys lost to the Raiders in thrilling fashion. You know, the Bills took care of the Saints. And the Lions stay winless as the Bears defeated them. And that was just, you know, that Raiders and Cowboys was the best Thanksgiving Day game out of all the three because the Lions blew it again with bad clock management. That's why they're winless. And the, the Saints are just just. Oh my goodness, the injuries, this injuries and injuries. Their whole team's basically out. And that's why they pretty much got annihilated by the Bills. But that's your Week 12 NFL recap. So I'm going to jump into some college football in the next topic. And it's been like forever. I can't remember the last time we actually talked about college football here on the show. But it's getting that time of year. We're getting to the championship conference games. We're getting towards the playoff finals. It's starting to get exciting. Boy, did we have an exciting game on Saturday. Yes, we know Bama escaped Auburn. And they shouldn't have escaped. If the kid for Auburn didn't just go out of bounds on that second down play, there would have been no time for Alabama to do what they did. They held them three points. And they blew it. And they ended up going double overtime. But I gave a lot of Auburn kids a lot of credit. They played their hearts out, but they didn't seal a deal. Now, who did seal a deal was... The Michigan Wolverines come in the game fifth ranked against number two, Ohio State. Big time win. 42 to 27. Boy, was it a scene out there? What was over 111,000 people in attendance to get this game? Michigan was underdogs. Everybody is suspecting Ohio State because they just thrashed Michigan State in the previous week. Dropped over 50 on them. You thought the same may happen to Jim Harbaugh and Michigan Wolverines, but it didn't. Seven years he's been the coach, never beaten Ohio State. But there's that time. One time. One time. Big time win. Bruce the one and five now against them. He's four and nine overall against the rivals. He's three and four against Michigan State. They lost early in the year against Michigan State. So it's been the big time games where Jim Harbaugh. In the Michigan Wolverines, since he's been this tenure there as a head coach, this hasn't really come through. But man, these kids play their hearts out. I mean, Hassan Haskins, 169 rushing yards and five touchdowns for Michigan. 
That guy was playing out of his mind. 297 rushing yards as a team. They were physical up front on both sides of the ball. Aiden Hutchinson, three sacks for Michigan. That kid plays hard out too. That guy was, I feel like he was in almost every play watching the game. I watched the whole thing. I'm glad I did because one of the most exciting college football games I've seen in quite some time. That from start to finish. Like, it was just amazing. They snapped their, Michigan snaps their eight game losing streak against Ohio State. Ohio State's owned them 15 of the last 16 games. Like, they, this for the better sake of the last over a decade, you know, last time the Michigan even won the Big Ten was 2004. Last time they won the championship was 97. I remember him, Charles Woodson, the Heisman. So candidate. So he, Charles Woodson was on the team last time they won the championship. It's been quite some time for Michigan to be sitting here and being relevant. And now they got a big time game next week against Iowa for the Big Ten Championship. So can he do it? Can Jim Harbaugh do it? Is this Michigan's year? I don't really know. Because I don't know how they're going to do the college playoff. Because let's say Michigan loses next week. Are they really going to consider putting Ohio State back in with those two losses? Ahead of Michigan? If Oklahoma State wins, are they going to put Oklahoma State in the conversation? Cincinnati is still undefeated. Does Cincinnati really deserve to be that top four in that playoff? Of course, you know we're going to have Bama and Georgia, big time SEC championship coming up. The implications of that could play a big role, too. This is going to get really good. This is going to get good. You got Georgia. You got Alabama. You got Cincy. You're going to have Michigan. in the college football playoff um, round is going to come out later. So, man, like, is this Michigan's year? Can Jim, is this Jim Harbaugh? I think it's fate. Like, the guy's a, a heck of a coach. I, like, he's gotten a bad rap. He even took a pay cut this year saying, and was, like, laced in incentives. Say you got to win the game, win the Big Ten Championship, you get another incentive, you win the playoff, you win another incentive. Like, they laced it with incentives. They cut his pay pretty much in half from that $8 million he was supposed to get this year. Like, I think they cut, like, $4 million, and they laced it with incentives to get it back if he wins. And, hey... Now he's winning. Now he won against Ohio State for the first time. Can he beat Iowa for the Big Ten Championship? Can they get a playoff win? Can Michigan can really compete for the national championship? I think they got a shot. But next week's game is not going to be very easy. Iowa's going to play them tough. You got to win that game, Jim. You still got to enjoy the Ohio State win. The victory because it was a scene. It was one of the greatest scenes you can see in sports. And this scene, the over 111,000 people plus. Just cheering, storming the field, the excitement, the smiles and everything. Like, that's what you live for in college football. Big time wins like that. So, we see if he still got, I think they can. You got to believe, right? You really got to believe in yourselves. I think. This may be a turning point for this Michigan team. I hope they do it. 
I'm going to be rooting for him. If they don't do it, it's, I mean, it's okay for me, but like a lot of maybe fans will still be a little pissed about it. Um, but they did beat Ohio State. That's the first step. Now you got to complete the next one and winning the Big Ten championship game, Big Ten championship game against Iowa and get in that playoff. Got Michigan's got to get in the playoff. It could, this, depending on how the seeding comes out and who falls this next week, it could be a very well rematch of Michigan Ohio State in the first round of playoff. They may have to face each other again. So that'll be very interesting too. Um, well, we'll see what happens. I'm rooting for Jim Harbaugh. Heck of a coach. You know, he did Stanford and San Diego, and then he did the, of course, we know the great teams he had with the 49ers when he took them to the Super Bowl. So, um, the guy's a heck of a coach. Give the man some respect. He finally did it as alma mater, Michigan, beating Ohio State. Let's see it. Let's let it. Let's get some more, man. We got faith in you. Yeah, you know what time it is. It's Overreaction Monday time. Overreaction Monday segment got five questions. I'm going to go down. I'm going to tell you if it's an overreaction or not an overreaction. You know, last week, in the five questions, I didn't overreact to none of them. I should have. Especially the Eagles disappointed me. I was trying to get on the bandwagon for Philly. I'm like, yes, Jalen Hurts turned the corner. I should have said overreaction to the Philadelphia Eagles statement. Everything else kind of fell in line. But new week, new segments. <laughs> Let's get into the first question. The Los Angeles Rams. After losing the third straight game, are in trouble of losing playoff hopes now at 7-4. and four. Overreaction or not an overreaction? Right now, I'm going to say that is an overreaction. Yes, they've lost three straight against winning teams. It's been their problem this year. They can't quite get over the hump with winning teams. But listen, this team's had some injuries, and they've brought in these people. They're all in. They got no draft picks, right? They brought in Von Miller. I saw him maybe once or twice the last game. That was it, making plays. OBJ finally got in. His guy, his first touchdown was a 50-plus yarder against Green Bay. So he's starting to fit in the offense a little bit. Matthew Stafford threw his, what was it, third? His, his actual third straight game with a pick six for a touchdown? Like he threw another pick six against Green Bay. That's a problem. Got to cut down on the turnovers, especially for a pick six. They're having problems. Now seven and four. A couple games back from the Cardinals in the division. The Niners are now six and five, so they're only a game back of them. And the NFC playoff picture is getting very, very, very close. But I expect the Rams to still be in it. I can't see it. Like, look at the next few games, okay? They got the Jaguars next. It's the perfect game to get back on track. Like they've struggled, especially on offense. Defense should be playing a lot better. Yeah, not really seeing Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey too much. They seem to be on the field, but they're like you don't this Rams defense, you're not noticing them. They're not making an impact right now. But you got the Jaguars next. Then you got a couple of divisional games against at the Cardinals. That's gonna be a big one. 
and the Seahawks. We all know Seahawks are struggling too, but it's a divisional game. These divisional guys always play each other. It's tough. But next week, perfect time to get back on track, get more OBJ, more adapts to the offense, Von Miller more adapting to the defense, situational things, you know, being in the right place at the right time. It seems like the timing is still off for both of them um, during certain packages. So, especially with Matthew Stafford and OBJ connection, it seemed like there was a few times in the game where they just weren't on the same page. So, that takes time. I'm not panicking yet. That's why I'm saying right now it's an overreaction. On to question number two. The Dolphins won their fourth straight game and will make the playoffs after starting the season one and seven. Overreaction or not an overreaction? Oh, man. As being a Miami Dolphins fan, it's been tough because we looked like the worst team in the league up until recently. But then the schedule got a little softer for us. So right now I'm going to say that is not an overreaction because everybody in the AFC keeps losing. It is so tight in the AFC. Everybody is within like a game or two of each other. Right? Like it's crazy how this kind of shaped up because nobody's separating each other from any. The New England Patriots are are sitting there. They were at the top seed. Now Baltimore still has technically the top seed. Patriots two seed now after last night's game. But that's not saying much. There ain't there ain't five at the top. Miami's five and seven. So, I mean, what can you do? What can you do? Not an overreaction. They got the Giants next, then the Jets, then they got at the Saints who are falling off. Right? Everybody's injured. Alvin Kamara's been out. They got the Trevor Seaman playing quarterback. Then they got at Titans. Derrick Henry's on IR. AJ Brown's on IR. Julio Jones is on IR. And then they finish the season against the Pats. So this Miami Dolphin team, <laughs> despite us a few weeks ago looking like the worst team in the league, have turned it around a little bit. Winning games you're supposed to win. The defense is playing better. Tua's been pretty efficient lately. And you think about those other two games against the Falcons and Jaguars in which they lost, which they shouldn't have lost. This Dolphins team is going to be right in the mix. And it may come down to the finale against the Pats at home. So I'm saying that's not an overreaction. Okay, and number three, Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. Even with that broken pinky toe, he's just that bad man. It's not an overreaction. Tom Brady's the front runner of MVP right now. But I tried to tell you guys, with all the hoopla and all the bashing of Aaron Rodgers a couple weeks ago when he got COVID and he's doing this and he's going on these interviews, you know, saying a bunch of nonsense and, you know, this kind of talking, <laughs> this not giving a damn, right? I like this Aaron Rodgers. He's come back and he's been balling. Like the man's at 2,571 yards passing, 21 TDs, only four picks on the year. He had another 300-yard-plus game against the Rams yesterday. Like, the man is going to be on a tear. Try to tell people the man's going for it. He's going to try to get that MVP for his second straight year in a row. Now he has to really kind of ball out. He's Tom Brady right now has 29 touchdowns. So he's eight back of Tom Brady right now in terms of the TD department here. But Aaron Rodgers, it's not an overreaction. I expect him to keep balling out. 
and showing everybody why he's the baddest man on the planet, one of the best QBs in the league. He was phenomenal yesterday. Every pass was just on the money. So don't count Aaron Rodgers these Green Bay Packers out. They're one of the best teams in the league, and you are with that bad man, Aaron Rodgers. On to number four. The Bengals have emerged again as an, as an AFC contender after defeating the Steelers by a whopping 41-10 this past Sunday. And right now, I'm going to say it's an overreaction. Why? Because I had this question, what was it, like three or four weeks ago? I was like, yes, they are going to be contenders, but I'm saying it's an overreaction right now. Because every time I'm seeing this team, like, you know, striving, Heading in the right direction again. They seem the then they lost to the Jets, right? It was like, what's going on? So I'm gonna say it's an overreaction now. You go look at their schedule coming up. They got the Chargers, the Niners, at the Broncos, and they got the Ravens and Chiefs. It's not the easiest schedule in the world, but they are getting the four of the next five at home. So that could really help them out. They're playing all the West Coast teams for the most part. Um, like I said, the AFC West is right on their schedule. They get Chargers, you know, they go and get the the NFC West too, the Niners, Broncos, like they got the Chiefs. Like it's not, you know, an easy schedule. But I like the Bengals. I'm liking them the best in their division right now, even though they're the game behind the Ravens. Like, I like the team. Joe Mixon's been a great dual threat running back for them both in the running game and the passing game. He's kind of like thrown, gone under the radar a little bit. But right now I'm going to say it's an overreaction just because I kind of don't trust them just yet. At number five, the Chargers are the most disappointing team this year. Not an overreaction. They're six and five. I expected big and better things from the Chargers. Herbert on the year, 22 TDs. He's got eight picks on the year. You got at Cincinnati next. Like the Chiefs are coming. They're getting hot at the right time. This Chargers team, they're very inconsistent. They can't stop the run to save their lives. Like that run defense is horrific. They can't stop anybody. And they really are disappointing. So I expected this team to challenge the Chiefs big time in the AFC West. And they may still. I expect them to challenge everybody in the AFC. And they may still, but so far at six and five, they are very disappointing to me because there's a few games on here. They just fell apart, even against the Steelers on the primetime game a week ago where they were up. What was it? Gosh, what were they up? They were up like 17 and they let the Steelers come back in the fourth like it was too easy for them. They almost blew that game, too. So the Chargers are back to not. You know, taking care of business in the fourth quarter like in years past. That's what got Anthony Lynn fired. You know, previous head coach. So, new year, new head coach. I expected bigger and better things from Justin Herbert and the entire Charger team overall. So, they are a very disappointment this year. And so, for before I get out of here, I just want to... Do another little quick topic about college football. Lincoln Riley, uh, you know, Bolton getting out of Oklahoma and going for USC. I just want to give my quick take on this. And I think it's a good move by him. I can kind of see why he did it because Oklahoma is going to be in the SEC here in a couple of years. 
them and Texas have going to join the SEC. And I think Lincoln Riley kind of looked at that like he just lost Oklahoma State this past weekend. He looked at it like, damn, I couldn't beat Oklahoma State. You know, my team is probably not the the best. Maybe they didn't have the top ranked recruiting recruiting class like they did in years past. I don't have the quarterback like I was having in Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts. Um, Spencer Riddler got benched earlier this year. He actually now transferring. Um, but he was the quarterback last year. He did some good things. Um, but now he's getting out, going to USC, going out west. And this is why I think he did it. Because you're joining the SEC, Oklahoma, here in a couple years. Would you rather go out west and be guaranteed a spot? Because it's been a while since USC's been on the radar. Um, and anybody out west for that matter. Oregon's kind of always fiddle around there in the top 10. But it's better to go against those guys than go against, say, Alabama. You know, Auburn, LSU, Florida. You know, even in the LSU, like LSU struggled this year. Auburn struggled this year. Like, even when they're struggling, look, Auburn wants to beat Alabama. You got Arkansas on the come up a little bit. Um, Florida had a atrocious year, but they just hired Billy Napier to be their head coach from University of Louisiana. So we see that as a bigger move. So a lot of big moves come in the SEC, and you got Alabama that's dominated it for so long. And of course, Georgia. How can I forget about the Georgia Bulldogs? They're number one team in the nation this year. So you probably looked at all that like, damn, I haven't gotten any. Good recruiting because I don't because the you know Big Twelve they don't play any defense. There's no defense out in that conference, and they go in the SEC without Oklahoma team. It may not be the greatest thing in the world to do, right? <laughs> you may get blown out in a lot of the games. So I can see his point of leaving, not facing the best, going out west, kind of be guaranteed that top ten spot, possible national championship appearance. Getting the recruiting out there. We'll see how he does out West. I don't think he has really any ties out West. But I can see why he bolted. It could be a smart move on his part. Because if he stayed at Oklahoma. And had a battle against all those SEC teams. You may not be looking too good as a coach. Maybe go out USC. Maybe it propels him. Maybe he takes an NFL job later down the road or whatnot. But USC you got to win. They If you have two years and you're not in it. Going to want to get rid of you anyway, but we're going to see how Lincoln Riley pulls it off. Good move by him to get out of the SEC and like try to take care of business out west, I guess. And now going, and that's going to wrap up today's episode. I want to thank you all for joining me here on Sports Talk from the Career with your favorite sports host, Tanner Christian. Remember, new episodes air every Monday and Wednesday, and it's available on all streaming platforms. I want to thank everybody from across the globe for checking out the website. And listening into the podcast, it's been great. Check out if you love American sports, you've come to the right podcast. So I appreciate the love. Uh, remember, the official website is fuelyheatent.com. It's Fuel Heat Entertainment, F C H E. And check out the social media networks on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. So check it out. And remember, the website, we can stream the podcast on there too. I'm going to post up some more sport articles for y'all to check out. Appreciate the love. Thanks again. Catch you all on Wednesday.